Thank you for joining us to hear today's message. At Faith Assembly, our passion and purpose is loving people to life in Christ. To find out more information, visit our website, faithnewcumberland.com. Hallelujah. Amen. God is good. Amen. Well, happy Mother's Day to all the ladies out there. And uh, we're going to honor we're going to honor all ladies today. So um, later in the service, we'll we'll have a gift for you and just pray over you. And we want to bless you. And uh, just uh, we just appreciate all that God's doing in the lives of ladies today and raising up. Uh, as we were praying uh, before the service this morning, God's just continuing to raise up ladies in ministry, raise up ladies in influence in their careers and in their families and their communities. And we want to honor and want to bless all the all the ladies in the house today. All right, so we'll do that in a few moments. But before we get there, uh, my lovely wife Krista is going to be sharing today a word that God's put on her heart, and so. Thank you. She needs the time, so I'll, I'll turn it over to her. We love you, appreciate you. That's so. Sweet. Well, one of the things that I am super grateful for is, well, you know, he's my husband, but also a pastor that affirms women in ministry, that affirms women in leadership. Um, And so we appreciate both Jessica and I completely appreciate you and allowing us to share what God has laid upon our hearts. And, you know, it can be, Jack says it is dangerous to give him a microphone. Well, it is equally as dangerous to give this to me. Because, well, I love to tell stories. And I told Jonna a story this morning that I won't repeat. But, you know, and he just, the whole time I could just see him be like, oh, my mercy, why are you saying that out loud? And, you know, sometimes that happens. But you know what? In order to avoid that this morning, if you don't mind, we're going to jump right into God's word. Um, I, <laughs> yes. Thanks, Jack. <laughs> amen. A hearty amen from you. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> well, let's take a look. I'd love for us to turn to the book of Matthew chapter 14. This is an often preached upon verse, but I would love to take a little, um, a stroll through this verse, stroll through this passage, because, well, Peter happens to be a huge hero of mine. Because I feel like I can really identify with him in so many ways. But before we get into that, let's just jump into scripture today. But before we do, would you mind just offering your hearts today? Because I believe that the Bible is active and it speaks to our heart and it can change us if we allow it to. But we need to be open to that. Would you bow your hearts and your heads today? Lord, I thank you, Jesus, that you are and you were and you are to come. We thank you, Jesus, that your word is just chock full of truth. There is no lies in it. There is only truth. And so we trust to you today to speak to our hearts and to change our lives because we believe that your word is truth and that your word can do the impossible thing today. Lord, we love you and we thank you. And it's in your name. Amen. Well, I'm going to start in Matthew chapter 14, starting in verse 22. Immediately after this. Oh, I'm sorry. Can I, can, I, can I go back just a minute? Okay. You know, Jesus, immediately after this. Okay, so Jesus just performed this incredible miracle. 
He fed 5,000 men, not counting women and children, of course, with just two loaves of bread and five fish from this little kid's lunch, okay? Many times in the Bible, there's a time difference between chapters and verses, but not here. Immediately after this, immediately after Jesus performed this incredible miracle, you know, sometimes there is, I think, Jack, you have told us before that there that there's time differences in, in God's word. Sometimes between chapter to chapter, there's 40 years, but not so in this case. The Matthew is so clear that immediately after Jesus did this miracle, right? Can you just say spiritual high? If you saw Jesus split two loaves of fish or two loaves of bread and five fish to feed 5,000 men, not including women and children, you would feel like, whoa, what did I just see? That was amazing, right? Well, you know what? I would say that's a spiritual high. I would be like up here, be like floating a little bit. Well, anyways, but moving on here. Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. Okay, the people were going away from this incredible miracle. And after sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves you know what can i can i give a little bit of a bible lesson here just for a minute okay so we know matthew mark luke john there are four gospels they often parallel the stories of jesus okay they they will tell the same story but bring different things to light from each story and they'll give different accounts and and it's based on mainly because god inspired these writers to write these books correct he totally did but he also allowed their personalities to kind of shine through which is like so cool i love that because you know what are we the same kind of people no, so we don't understand the same way sometimes. So what I love about this, Mark chapter 6 also gives an important account of this, okay? And I love what he says in Mark 6, chapter 48, okay? So he said this, and he, meaning Jesus, saw that they were making headway painfully, and the wind was against them. So not only were they in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, but if you look in Mark chapter 6, you get an even more vivid picture of what is happening here. And he, meaning Jesus, saw that they were making headway painfully. Do you ever feel like you're going forward in life, but it's kind of painful? You kind of feel like, you know, this door opens and you're going to go, okay, this is great. And then it goes, poof, slam right in your face. And then maybe this door goes open and slams right in your face, right? Or maybe this relationship works and gets slammed in your face, right? So this is kind of what's happening with the disciples. They are making headway painfully for the wind was against them. You know what? When the wind is against you, it could be so hard to stand up straight, right? Like you you can't walk straight whenever the wind's against you. You have to kind of You kind of have to pull forward a little bit and kind of walk this way. Do I look like a triceratops right now? That'd be kind of fun. (laughs) So anyways, but, you know, sometimes, you know, we have these medical diagnoses or family issues, job troubles. So many times we find ourselves in situations where, where we seem like we could be making headway here and there, but it's painful. 
But that's what I love about Jesus, because that's when he steps right on in. He doesn't ignore these things. He steps right on in, and I love that about him. So going back to the account of Matthew, so go right back over to Matthew, starting in verse 25. About 3 o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them. 3 o'clock in the morning sounds rather late, doesn't it? Jesus is always right on time. He came toward them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. Did you ever, I I don't know when I read that, or even when I say that out loud, I think Scooby-Doo. Have you ever ever watched Scooby-Doo wherever they're like, they go like this, and they're like, it's a ghost. So I could kind of see the disciples doing that a little bit here, okay? But Jesus, verse 27, spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. Then Peter called to them, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over to the side of the boat and walked on water toward Jesus. Whoa. (laughs) He just like walked on water. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. I love this. The message version says that Peter lost his nerve and began to sink. I don't know about you, but that sounds a lot like me. So often God is asking me to do something big, small, seemingly insignificant things. But too often I take my eyes off of him and I lose my nerve. But the grace of Jesus says this. Jesus immediately reached out and he grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why do you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat... The wind stopped. Wowzers. Wowzers. Sometimes I like to judge folks in the Bible. Do you ever like to judge them? Be like, hmm, how could you be so dense with Jesus right in front of you? Duh, right? How could you not believe him? But you know what? Then I realize how just like Peter, I actually am. I'm a hothead. I completely admit it. I'm a hothead, okay? You know, Peter said this, Jesus, I would never deny you, you know, just kind of say things out of haste. I do it all the time. You know, a lot of times I make a judgment before I hear the whole story. I don't know. That sounds a lot like Peter. Sounds a lot like me. I can be prideful from time to time, you know? Like, Like this account of Peter, he took his eyes on Jesus, Believe it, he could just walk on water all by himself, right? So often I do the same thing. I just need to work hard. I need, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to make sure that I get enough rest. or I, I'll, That's all I need. I just, I just need to make sure I get this certain position in this certain job. Or I just need to make sure that I have the right friends at the right time. Uh-uh, that's not what that means. Sometimes, like Peter, I could get a little discouraged. After the rooster crowed, Peter wept bitterly. <laughs> Just this week, I can't, I can't even believe I'm telling you this. Uh, I, I texted these words 
to my husband, I'm such a screw-up failure. Guys, I said that. I even thought that, and here I am preaching to you today. So if I'm anything like Peter, I am so like Peter in these ways. But on the, most po- on the, on the more positive note, Peter was passionate. He was compassionate. He would do anything for Jesus, even walk on water. He was loyal most of the time. You know, these are the qualities that I believe that Jesus saw in Peter. They saw the potential of Peter. He knew that Peter would ultimately be the rock upon which he would build his church. You see, in his younger years, just to give you a little bit of encouragement, in his younger years, Peter exercised little constraint. And his answers, his solutions, his decisions, and his speech sometimes seemed buffoonish, okay? Just to be real, just to be honest, he seemed like a complete buffoon. And quite honestly, I raise my hand when I say that because I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm, all the time. I open my mouth and I insert my foot so many times. I cannot even imagine. But at times, his behavior was perceived as insensitive and considerate and immature. But like many great leaders, Peter survived himself, With Jesus' guidance, Peter's fertile and active mind, it matured. Guys, let me repeat this just one more time. Like many great moms, dads, grandparents, pastors, leaders, Peter survived himself with Jesus' guidance. His, His mind, his heart was transformed when he allowed Jesus to take hold of him. Through all his experiences, he developed a more godly, Christ-like character. This maturity led his thinking process into being something a lot more productive. He collected and he sorted. He connected information. He was one of those great... Have you ever been in the presence of one of the greatest leaders? I feel like in, in the school system, I've seen a lot of incredible leaders, even, even in our... In our, in our um, fellowship district we get to rub shoulders with some fantastic leaders and i love that you know he became this great leader in large part because he was not afraid to make a decision he wasn't afraid to take that risk and his godly character then informed those decisions that he made you know what let's just stop there for a minute a lot of times i love to reflect upon my character Don't we like to just see where we fall short or, you know, kind of do the pros and cons list? Well, Krista, you you said something stupid today. That's in the con list. Or Krista, wow, you really like, you smiled at the right time. Good job for you. You know, we kind of go back and forth between our pro and con list, don't we? And we just kind of judge our character by what we see, don't we? But would you just take a moment with me? And can we reflect upon God's character today? You know, it's God's character that can bring hope to a weary soul. And I specifically wanted to take a look at Psalm 89. It's not a super familiar psalm. It's not one that we necessarily talk about, you know, like Psalm 23 or Psalm 91. You know, those, those are pretty, pretty familiar kind of psalms. And if you don't know what psalms are, they're just, they're songs to Jesus. They're songs to the Lord that, that um, several different writers made uh, and wrote. And I love this. This one is, this one is a, a less familiar one because it's not really written by David. King David wrote a lot of the psalms, but this is 
a psalm, and I don't even know, his name is Ethan, and I should have done some research on him, but I guess I didn't, so I'm really sorry. But anyways, so, Psalm 89. I would love to read this to you, just the first two verses, and then we'll move on here. It says, I will sing of the steadfast love of the Lord forever. With my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I said, steadfast love will be built up forever. In the heavens, you will establish your faithfulness. Now, you'll have to excuse me for just a moment. I'm going to put on my Hebrew scholar hat. Not really, because I'm not. But I would love to to just kind of break this apart, break it down a little bit. You know, steadfast is actually this Hebrew word, and, and it's called kesed, okay? It's the Hebrew form of this word kesed, which means absolutely dependable. Steadfast, kesed, absolutely dependable. Steadfast love, kesed love, absolutely dependable love. When you couple that with faithfulness, firmness with truth, boy, isn't that amazing? That's God's character. Now think back to the account in Matthew when Jesus pulls pulls him out of the water, okay? When Jesus pulls Peter out of the water, and I'm going to read on in Psalm 89, verse 9. You rule the raging sea. When its waves rise, you still them. Verse 13, you have a mighty arm. Strong is your hand. High is your right hand. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. Here is his absolutely dependable, kessed love again. I love that. You have a strong, mighty arm. That's what Jesus did. He reached down to Peter and pulled him up with a strong, mighty arm. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Steadfast steadfast love, kessed love, absolutely dependable love and faithfulness go before you. Then, going on in verse 24 in Psalm 89, Then the Lord speaks in Psalm 89 in response. He speaks of King David and his offspring, which, I mean, if you're a child of God, that's us, right? My faithfulness and my steadfast love, kessed love, shall be with him. And in my name, his horn shall be exalted. If his children, this is King David's children, again, us as people of God, forsake my law, and do not walk according to my rules. If they violate my statutes and do not keep my commandments. Hello. Hi, I'm raising my hand because that's me. So I don't obey all the time, right? I can relate. Then I will punish their transgression with the rod and their iniquity of stripes. But I will not remove from him my steadfast, kessed, absolutely dependable love or be false to my faithfulness. That's good news. Although we do things, we say things, we walk through situations of life that are not great. Although we have issues, although we have thoughts, although our hearts are muddled, when we ask him to forgive us, he will do it, and he will not remove from us his steadfast love 
or be false to his faithfulness. So even when we fail, when we fall, when we take our eyes off Jesus, there is hope because of God's chesed, absolutely dependable love. That's who he is. We have access to Jesus, his wholeness, to his peace, to his joy, not because of how good we are or how hard we work or how much everybody likes us, right? But it is because of his absolutely dependable, chesed, faithful love. Psalm 94 verse 17 says this, and I think back to Peter reaching out for help from Jesus. It says this, if the Lord had not been my help, my soul would have soon have lived in the land of silence. When I thought my foot slips, your steadfast, kessed love held me up. When the cares of my heart were many, your consolations cheer my soul. I'm not sure where you are today. I'm not sure where you are in your mind, in your heart, and in your soul, but Jesus does. Jesus knows exactly who you are. He knows exactly where you've been and where you're going. When I thought my foot slips, I bet Peter probably thought, I'm slipping, I'm sinking. Your steadfast love held me up. When the cares of my heart are many, your consolations cheer my soul. Maybe you categorize yourself as an immature Peter or even a mature Peter. Maybe you don't even find yourself on that spectrum. If you're sinking, there is hope for you. You're here. Would you just take a couple of moments with me and just reflect on God's character? Take some time to worship him. We're going, I'm going to kind of lead a little song up here at the piano. And it's been one that over the last couple of months have really, have really been a consolation to my soul. You know, I've been walking through some, some heavy, heavy disappointments, heavy things. But I believe that the Lord, his steadfast love is absolutely dependable. And, you know, I, I would be happy to share with you a little bit about, about what, you know, I've kind of walked through the last couple of months, but I'll be happy to share that with you. I won't do it in a, in a public forum or one that is recorded at this moment, but I just, I pray that no matter what you're walking through, whether it's a family, a financial, a relationship, whatever God is allowing you to walk through, would you walk through it with integrity of heart, knowing that he is our anchor. He is our sustainer. There is no one else. There's nothing else that can sustain better than Jesus.
our sustainer. He is the anchor that holds us secure. There is no amount of things that you can do to make him love you less, and there's nothing you can do to make him love you more. He's so good. We want to take a moment and just appreciate our women Would you just come forward today? We'd love to be able to give to you a gift, a gift of caffeine. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And if you don't mind, I just love to pray a prayer of blessing. And I don't care if you're a visitor, you are more than welcome to take this gift of caffeine today. Please come on up. so happy gets me through a day with beautiful second graders I love it 
You know, a lot of feminists would like to say, you are strong, you are mighty, you can do anything. And you know what? That is so true. You are strong women and you are mighty women, but it's not because you are a woman so you will hear me roar. It is because of Jesus and his strength that has made you strong. So many of us walk through situations and circumstances, health issues, things with our kids, things with relationships, but it's Jesus that makes us strong. Never forget that. You know, a lot of times we try to do it on our own, right? We try to just make it, I'm a woman, so hear me roar. And all the feminists are not being very happy with me right now, but it is only Jesus that makes us strong. And I'm all about, and I'm so grateful again for my husband that loves and empowers women, but it's only by his strength that we have power. And it's only by the anointing of the Holy Spirit that we can walk forward in confidence. Never forget that where your confidence comes from, it doesn't come from here, it comes from here. Would you allow the Holy Spirit to speak strength into your life, but not because of your situations and circumstances, but because of his grace that allows you to be strong. In your weakness, he is made strong. Can we just pray that over you today? Jesus, I thank you for each and every single woman that is here. I thank you, Jesus, for each and every single woman that is away right now. But Lord, I just ask God that you would just pour forth your strength. We thank you, Lord, that is not by might, that is not by power, but it is by your spirit that you have anointed these women for this time. We thank you, Lord, for each one that is here for such a time as this. Thank you, Lord, for raising up Ruths. Thank you, Lord, for raising up Esthers in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for raising raising up Deborah's. Thank you, Lord, for raising up Mary's that are going to be more than conquerors in you because not of anything they have done, but because of your strength, because of their submission to the yielding of the power of the Holy Spirit, and you will do mighty things in the, through each one of them. Thank you, God, for what you have done. Thank you for what you will continue to do, and we'll be careful, Lord, to give you glory and honor and praises today. Thank you, Jesus, for your strength that makes us strong. We love you and we thank you today. And when our foot is slipping, would you help us to reach up, to grab a hold of the strong right arm of our Heavenly Father, who's so able to lift us up. We thank you, Jesus, for what you've done, for what you will continue to do. We bless you today, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Love you, ladies. Men, give them a hand as they make their way back to their seats. Aren't they adorable? They're just the cutest little sweets. I love it. Awesome. Well, happy Mother's Day. Thanks so much for coming today, worshiping with us. And uh, we'll just uh, have a time of greeting in a few moments. So God bless you. Have a great day.